You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams and Marty Foster. Good evening, gentlemen. Marty, it's good to have you back. How are you today, sir? Um, I'm going to tell you later. I can't, I, I can't make my mind up how I am just yet. So, um, yeah, press on. How's Bruce? Still healthy and alive? Still healthy and alive, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. You know, Marty, yeah, I, was telling non- some, I was telling somebody on the phone earlier, I said, I've known Marty for over 10 years now. And and this is the honest truth. Uh, up up until this point, I've never heard you as agitated as you are. You are very much uh, not in the normal state as far as um, your opinion towards your typical politician. Are you? Uh, no, uh, my equilibrium is is very out, off kilter, shall we say? I'm I, I'm trying to find a happy place to be, but uh, at the moment, I'm not achieving it. Okay, well, today we're going to be talking about what's going on in the UK, and this is why we have uh, individuals such as yourself and uh, and others on. If uh, if they do decide that they would like to join us later on this evening, that would be fantastic. If they pop in, great. If they don't, well, that's okay too. But I wanted to do some uh, some stuff on the UK tonight. Now, I've got several audio clips. We're going to go through a lot of audio tonight. Uh, I've got clips of uh, officials in your uh, in your government that we're talking about, and we're talking health officials here, uh, back in early early days, right? Early days is in like March, April, and May. And then, of course, we've got them later on talking specifically about like mask mandates and, and things of that nature. What's happening in the UK is it's it's getting faster, right? And this is what's going to happen in all Western nations now. Things are going to get faster because they're running out of time. Well, actually, they're out of time. And so now things are going to move really fast. You're going to see more things happen in a few days than you've seen in the last 10, 15 years. I mean, that's how fast this is going to move. And I, I actually saw some audio today as I was digging through a lot of these clips and stuff like that. I actually saw some things where you've got members of parliament that are that are even standing up in there in, in your parliament and saying, we're moving too fast. This is moving entirely too fast. You can't limit this and then and then have a vote on this uh, within the same day. And you're not giving the rest of us any say. They're out of time. They're 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 having to move. And uh, you know the the governments, the the national governments, the state governments, the local governments. At least from my observation, they're losing control and they're losing control fast. So they have to press on and they have to go uh, as authoritarian as possible. So like I said, things are going to move fast. But where we're seeing a lot of this momentum pick up is uh, is in the UK. And after I saw I was kind of on the fence about uh, all this stuff we were going to talk about today. And then, of course, what happened to Trafalgar Square the other day. We're going to talk about that today. Um, the uh, the Metro going in and, and shutting it down, uh, you know, beating people with clubs, I mean, it disarmed people. They, they were beating them with clubs. I saw the video. And uh, with, of course, with what happened today, man was arrested outside of a Starbucks. An older man was arrested outside of a Starbucks for not wearing a mask when the police were arresting him for not wearing a mask and they're not wearing a mask. Hello. Does any does anybody see a problem with this? This is going to move fast, and it's going to happen uh, this way. That that's what they've decided. The, these people are committed. I'm talking about these governments. They're committed. They've sold out. They've turned their back on us. 
And so we're going to discuss all these things today. I've got a lot that we can uh, that we can start with here. Let's start with the fact that we're moving into cold and flu season now. And we knew that they were going to um, to ramp this up. You look like you want to say something. Go ahead, jump in there before I, I start on my roll here. It, it is cold and flu season again. And um, I'm as vulnerable or susceptible to the odd sniffle as the next man. But I actually feel more vulnerable um, now, not because of COVID, but because uh, I've because of the restrictions, I haven't had that as much social interaction. I haven't had a chance to build up my immunities. I've been wearing a mask every time I go to a shop, um, and uh, I'm generally feeling a little bit down and physically depressed. So yes, I'm I'm not looking forward to getting the flu or getting a cold because I know it's going to hit hard. I think that uh, I think that they're counting on that. Uh, but I mean, again, uh, this is the cold flu season. This is the time that these things are going to tick up. I mean, it, it happens. I mean, if we looked at the actual numbers right now of COVID, I mean, just strictly COVID, not this comorbidity crap, none of that stuff. If we looked at just COVID and nothing else, then we're looking at probably a really bad flu season. I mean, that's that's really about the uh, the types of numbers we're dealing with here. 16,000 in the US. 16,000. Yeah, okay. So, well, no, didn't we say it was didn't the didn't they say it was closer to like 9? Uh if it's 6% of the current deaths, the 200,000 deaths, then yeah, it'd be like It'd be like 16,000. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, anyway, uh, today I want to get into, uh, like, like I said, today I want to get into uh, just UK stuff because things are moving really fast over there. I, I wanted to talk there about uh, something you just mentioned. So that's a good entry point. So you talked about wearing masks and all that stuff. And yes, we know that those things are largely ineffective. We talked about them before and they're all symbolic. I mean, we played two podcasts yesterday that we did previously on them uh, and what the purpose is behind them, the real purpose. Uh, th- these things don't protect you. These things don't keep you safe. I mean, we, we know this. Just logic on its own makes those things irrelevant. If you look at the size of the virus itself, that's been scanned by multiple governments around the world and scientific communities around and the scientific community at large. It's what what is it, Bruce? 0.1 microns? Yeah. OK. And, and a mask is 0.2 to 0.5, depending. Right. That's the best you're going to be able to get. 0.3 if it's uh, N95. 0.3 if it's an N95. So those things won't even protect you. Mm-hmm. So we're basing all this around hysterics. And now I say hysterics. Why, why do I say hysterics? So I want you to listen for me, if you will. I have got a montage of clips here. I've got um, you know, a compilation here talking just about masks, nothing else, just about the effectiveness of masks. I have your health minister himself all talking about the effectiveness of masks. This is what they're saying back in April, March, or excuse me, March, April, May. And then, of course, we'll hear what they have to say around June, which is right around when that mandate started, which we talked about. So let's take a listen to this. The evidence around the use of masks by the general public, especially uh, outdoors, uh, is ex- is extremely weak. We do not recommend face masks for general wearing. The evidence on face masks has always been quite variable, quite weak. The evidence is weak and the effect is small. Face coverings will become mandatory. In terms of wearing a mask, our advice is clear that wearing a mask, if you don't have inf- an infection, really reduces the risk almost none, not at all. So we do not advise that. And wearing of face masks by the general public. This has been a controversial area in pandemic preparedness and planning for um, the 15 years that I've been involved in it. And um, indeed, I was on the phone this morning um, to um, a colleague in Hong Kong um, 
who's a professor there, who's done the evidence review for the World Health Organization on face masks. And we're of the same mind that there is no evidence that general wearing of face masks by the public who are well affects the spread of the disease in our society. But in terms of the hard evidence and what the UK government recommends, we do not recommend face masks for general wearing by the public. So the evidence on face masks has always been quite variable, quite weak, quite difficult to know exactly. And there's no real trials on it. And uh, we will, uh, we've undertaken a review. We'll give our advice to ministers and they'll make decisions about what to do around that. When the evidence around the use of masks by the general public, especially uh, outdoors, uh, is, ex- is extremely weak. So we haven't got enough top end masks. Is that what I take from that? That's not what I, that's not how I'm putting it. It's that uh, we've got to make sure that they're um, prioritised but also you've got to follow the evidence in terms of in terms of how effective mask wearing is on on face masks we do we are guided by the science but and the government position uh, hasn't changed and the and professor McLean will explain the science the government position the UK government position hasn't changed so uh, clearly uh, somebody dropped the ball there and apparently they've all flip flopped now and everything's changed and these things somehow now magically work. And this is the, the thing that's going to save everybody. This is the thing that's going to help everybody get back to normal, which everything that's happening is anything but normal. As far as all of that, I mean, that, that was that, that was a lot of your top officials that are out there even today. I've got some clips of them coming up that were speaking just two days ago of the same people that are now talking about uh, the severity of everything and how bad this is and and how horrible all this is and how we need to take these steps and we need to do it together and and all this. Oh, I've got more. I've got plenty more. But this is, of course, all those clips you heard were back in March, April and May. And so now they've done a complete 180 on all this stuff since midsummer. So what what are your thoughts on that, uh, Marty? My thoughts are that they are following a plan but that plan has got nothing to do with reducing the amount of infection it's got more to do with making us more and more compliant which is is one of the things we've said is their plan uh to do um so they're following the plan people uh the 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 levels of fear have been ramped up and ramped up and now a physical barrier in front of your face is easily identifiable and you've got people who have been wound up into a frenzy standing outside their front door every Thursday clapping for the NHS which deserves applause but it it was um, it was one of those ways of getting us all to do something at once it's like uh, it's like prayer they're trying to get us all to think in the same direction and that direction is fear and wearing a mask is an obvious, well, it's an obvious thing. It's an obvious indicator that that something is not right with the world. And that's, that's what they want us to do. They want us to be scared. They want to increase the fear and they want to increase their control and power over us. And by they, I mean the new world order. I mean the people who are trying to affect this societal change and who are using COVID-19 COVID as a tool to do it. So, yeah, when I see my prime minister stand up and come out with this complete crap, it does nothing for me other than that makes me not scared because I don't get scared easily. It makes me angry, very angry. The masks also um, 
dehumanize people as well. So like if you're in public and let's say somebody's not following the quote unquote rules, finger quotes, it'll make it easier for them to snitch, right? Um, That's an easier way to create a snitch society. Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, they're paying people to do this now as well. They're paying people to tell tales on other people. You know, I heard this joke the other day about Christmas because with the rule of six, Christmas is looming, families want to get together, but apparently you can only have six family members within a bubble. You can have 15 people at some other kind of event, uh, a wedding, for instance. This is not about that. I'm sorry to jump in here. This is not about that. This is about them bulldozing our most sacred holiday, which is Christianity. That's what this is. That's what the attack is. Yeah, yeah, but there's a way around it. There's a way around it. You're allowed to have 30 people to a funeral. So I'm I'm sorry to have to say that my, my dearly beloved pet turkey has has died and um <laughs> i will be having a funeral for my pet turkey on the 25th of december and i will be inviting 30 uh mourners to attend so um yeah Let, let's move on let's uh let's get into um let's get into some of these other things now i i wanted to talk about and we mentioned this the last time that you were on with uh with ned and we were talking about the rule of six now this pub closure at 10 p.m uh, I'd like to get your take on that because apparently uh, COVID doesn't spread after 10 p.m. It has a curfew, so it doesn't come out after 10 p.m. Is is that how this works? Because I, I was watching I was watching video the other night of what was happening out in the streets in all these different cities. I mean, uh, Manchester, Leicester, London, Norwich, Birmingham, uh, all, Norwich. Yeah, Birmingham was another. Really? Yes. Yes, was another one. And when the pubs closed at 10 p.m., what happened? People were just out there in the street partying. So what in the hell makes a difference? What makes the difference? Well, people who engage in the pub culture, and I am no longer one of those, yeah, they will. They'll they'll continue the party outside. Of course, the virus can, can be transmitted 24 hours a day. The concept behind or the alleged um, proposed concept behind closing early um, is so that people don't get so drunk and then don't act in such a gregarious um, manner. And, um, yeah, so, but that's not the real reason. The real reason is, oh, they've given us the pubs back. People started to cheer up. People started to um, get back uh, to enjoying their lives. And uh, what can we do to throw a spanner in those in that works? And and that's in exactly what they've done. They they've not only shut the pubs early; they're they're putting all these other in uh, restrictions in place, um, which is just eroding all the things that that make people happy. Uh, and and that's that's how I feel at the moment. I know we should probably talk about facts. But feelings and opinions are also important. And at the moment, I don't feel great. I feel pretty miserable about everything that's going on. And I'm not even bothered about going to the pub. You know, I I hardly ever go to the pub. But those people who do have had it taken away from them. It was given back. And now it's been, you know, snatched away partially again. I think there's an actual term for this, and this is what happens. Now, I know that this is a hard pill to swallow, but this, as I've been saying for months, this is happening here. It's happening. Whether people want to admit this or not, I mean, it is. There's a term for this. It's called successive approximation. What that means is that they will incrementally take something away 
And then as you push back on it, then they'll release up on They'll release it for just a little bit. But then later down the line, they'll come back and they'll squeeze down even tighter. That's precisely what's happening here. This is exactly what this is. I, I've read about this. This is what authoritarian regimes do throughout history. Bruce, you look like you want to say something. This we actually went over this uh, in the um, uh, what was it? The the, the, the torture one. What, what do we uh, call psychological that trauma? Psychological trauma. Yeah. Public health. We just played it yesterday again. Important. Yeah. 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 That that is exactly one of the things that they would do as well is let's say, um, you know, you, you, you do something wrong. Well, they take stuff away. You do something right. They give you a little bit more. And that's kind of what it feels like they're doing here is like, well, you, you know, they give you the opportunity to do it right. And they're like, oh, you, you didn't do it right. So we got to take stuff away, you know, and it no, it, it's, it's not you're not a mommy state. Sorry, we, we can govern ourselves. There's no way to do this right in their eyes. It doesn't matter doesn't matter what you do. It's it's not about that. It's about bulldozing Western civilization. They are trying to collapse the civilization. That's all there is to it. Uh, and the evidence of that is clear. Look at how they're behaving. Governments, as I said, governments are losing control. And so they're going to uh, they're going to crack down. And that's that's what's coming. I, I warned both of you. I mean, when we started in uh, when we started into this a year ago, I said political crackdowns are coming. And here it is. This is it. This is it. So I want to talk about some of these measures uh, and I want to go to uh, Boris Johnson. This is just actually, I'll tell you what, let's do let's do his speech first. Let's do his address first. This is his address last week. But this is Boris Johnson uh, as he starts to explain the um, the new rules, shall we say. Uh, But let's take a listen to this. The British people will want their government to continue to fight to protect them, you. And that's what we're doing night and day. And yet the single greatest weapon we bring to this fight is the common sense of the people themselves. The joint resolve of this country to work together to suppress COVID now. So today I set out a package of tougher measures in England. Early closing for pubs, bars, table service only, closing businesses that are not COVID secure, expanding the use of face coverings, new fines for those that fail to comply. Once again, asking office workers to work from home if they can, while enforcing the rule of six, indoors and outdoors. A tougher package of national measures, combined with the potential for tougher local restrictions for areas already in lockdown. I know that this approach, robust but proportionate, already carries the support of all the main parties in Parliament. After discussion, uh, I'll just go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll pause that because you look like you want to say something. So what, what, do, you, what do you have? Right. J- just straight off the bat, this rule of six, six complete strangers who are not living in um, an isolated bubble can meet anywhere and do anything. OK, so what sense does that make? That does absolutely nothing to uh, reduce the spread from one group of uninfected people you know, coming into that uninfected group from the outside. It makes no sense whatsoever. I've recently been to a karate training session indoors where we had to work in groups of less than six. So the instructor who couldn't approach either group outside of the the social distancing guidelines and the two groups couldn't swap over or anything like that. There, There were eight of us. And so we had one group of five and one group of three plus the instructor. That's how we had to do it. But of course, we're still coming in contact with people who don't live in our house, um, who are not in our bubble 
who are not members of our family. And you can still do that, but it will do nothing to actually stop the spread of the virus. It just doesn't make sense. Well, it's not meant to make any sense because it's not about a virus. That's not what it's about. It's about uh, it's about cracking down. They, they don't care about any of this stuff. I mean, e- even if you were to look at it from the sense of um, how they're explaining it. Oh, we need to do all this to keep you safe. Well, that's not your responsibility. It's my responsibility to keep me safe. It's my responsibility to keep my family safe and for me to take care of my community. That's my responsibility. That's not yours. No one gave that to you. No one gave them this power. They've just simply taken it. Yeah. Another thing that happened just recently, I was um, one of the organizers for an event conducted out in the open air. We had to, at the venue, we all had to give our details in advance, email, postcode, telephone number, name and address. And one of the guys who was in our group became ill on the Saturday, uh, Saturday evening, didn't come to the Sunday part of the event. Later on that week, he went and got a test. The test came back positive. I've been self-isolating because I work from home. So I've not been anywhere else since he phoned me to say I've had a positive test. The people who own the venue haven't phoned me. The Track and Trace app hasn't notified me of his positive test. So all of this junk that they are saying is, is supposed to be working and is in place actually isn't working. No one has got hold of me to say, Mr. Foster, you must self-isolate, but I'm doing it anyway, simply because I can't afford a £10,000 fine. So yeah, again, it doesn't make sense because A, it 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 hasn't um, done what it's supposed to do, which is alert me to the fact that someone's had a positive test who I've been associating with, uh, and B, um, I'm applying my own common sense. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, it's n- none of this is uh, is meant to make any sense. It's designed to hit us, you know, uh, keep us flat footed, if you will, and to not gain any traction. So we're being hit with all these different things simultaneously. So we're kept off balance and we can never mount a resistance to it. That's what they're doing with all of these crazy things. Well, nobody wants to no- nobody wants to go out and get fined 10,000 pounds. What does it matter? What does it matter? I don't want to lose my job. They're going to take it anyway. I don't want to lose my home. They're going to take your home. I don't want to lose my pension. They're going to take your pension. They're going to take everything. This doesn't work. And and worse than that, worse than that, the politicians themselves are going to get thrown overboard. They're not going to get a seat at this table. The elites are going to throw them overboard. They're going to take everything they got too. And you know something? When the people finally do wake up, and we're going to we're going to jump straight over to that. When the people finally do wake up and they come for these politicians, that's my concern. That's my concern is that these politicians are going to be left out there, hung out to dry for the policies and procedures they're handing down now because the elites are going to leave them hanging. They're not going to come to their rescue. They're not going to throw them a life ring. They're not going to do any of this stuff to uh, to give them a helping hand or give them a seat at that table. And more than that, the corporations don't care either. So the fact is, is that these politicians are going to have to answer to we the people in, quite frankly, I'm not going to describe it. I'm going to let one of your own describe it. And it's what I've been calling for for a long time. I want Nuremberg style trials for these people, all of them. And, And that includes the elites. Uh, now, I know you guys are just sitting there kind of looking at me, but uh, that that's what has to happen here. If we're going to put the brakes on this, then that's what has to happen. We tried the Nazis under stuff like this back in the 1940s and, and early 50s, and rightfully so. And it's time for these people to answer for the same crimes that they're committing now. Although, albeit, it's not it's not quite to the level of that level of tyranny yet, but we know where it goes. 
I mean, we're seeing where it's going to go. We know how far they're going to push it. I don't think that people are going to wake up in time to do those things that you're saying. But at least here in the U.S., what we're seeing is people are not aware of what's going on. You, you sit down and talk with them and tell, you know, hey, look, these are the things that's happened in history. These are the things that we're seeing that the organizations that we're talking about are little, literally writing about and telling like they're broadcasting it to the world. Hey, we're going to do this. You know, th- these are the goals we're trying to do. And you try to bring it forward to them. And they're just like, you're conspiracy theorists. Like, it's crazy. It's like, well, where did you drum this up? You know, you, you're coming up with some crazy stuff. And it's like World Economic Forum, UN. I mean, they're telling us they want to do these things. And nothing. I, and so I agree. I, I, I agree. Know. I guess I, I was throwing a little play. bit of wishful thinking out there on my part, maybe. But but I mean, believe me, believe me, Bruce. I know I, I had I got people telling me today that they're watching the baseball playoffs. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you want? What do you want me to say? Like I said, I was a baseball fan. All that's over. All that's over. All the movies, the party and the TV, the entertainment, the, uh, all this crap, that's all over. There ain't going to be any more of this. So keep watching your football. Keep watching your baseball. Keep watching your your whatever. But these people are coming, as you said. They're saying what they're going to do. I mean, but there are those of us that are paying attention. But more than that, I think that you bring up an interesting point there and we're going to have to move. But uh, you bring up an interesting point, And that is when I go out into public and I and I look at the average person out there, I think to myself, my God. You know, it's like I look around and I'm like, these people are the reason that the world is the way that it is. Very few people emerge as leaders. Very few. It's always a small minority. Most people, sorry to say, are followers. They are those broken conformists that I've talked about time and again. Marty, go ahead. Say 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 what your uh, your piece there and I will I will move on. First of all, when you when you said, uh, you know, us two are sat here looking at you, I was just wondering if there are going to be these Nuremberg trials what streaming service is going to show them because um, (laughs) i would want want to watch them but the other thing is i totally agree with with bruce Uh, and this is what is really depressing me this is what's really getting me down is that we do not have the time to mount the defense of our civilization of our society that we want First of all, they've got us nailed down. How does anyone organize these days? They, they do it through social media. Well, social media is part of the, of the whole plan and part of the problem. So we can't organize on social media because they'll cut you down and, and cut you off as soon as they possibly could. You can't go and organize uh, a rally. You know, you, you're not going to get the, uh, the fire in the bellies of people with, with a strongly worded email. You need someone stood up in front of people telling them, you know, there is a way, giving them solutions, but we're, we're going to get none of that. I mean, it's going to take two years for us to have another election, I think. I think we're due in about two years to have another general election, and that's what we need. But we also need the entire populace to to vote for independent candidates, because if it's one party or another being voted in, you can bet that... Those Machiavellian elite New World Order operatives have got their fingers into those parties at some level. Maybe not every single member of parliament, but a high proportion and across all of the parties. So what we need is what we talked about before, parliaments, congresses, senates of independence. That's what that, that's the only way we're going to stop this. And I, in the case of the U.S., um, I know I know we're kind of talking more about the EU um, in the U.K. right now. But using the U.S. as an example, I'm not convinced we have two years 
and and what I mean by that is things are becoming the the plans that we're seeing. Uh, they're they're trying to do another color revolution here in the U.S., which is similar to what they did in Russia with the snow revolution um, or white revolution, just, whatever they called it. And let's be clear on how that's being done, because this is not happening organically. This is being done yeah. with George Soros's money. Yeah. So, which you know, that's that. If we said that on YouTube or whatever, that would get us banned. And if you're on the media, they'll kick you off uh, an interview or whatever. Um, We've actually seen that with the quote unquote conservative media here in the U.S., which is Fox News. Someone mentioned George Soros and they're like they were besides themselves. I'm like, how could you bring his name up? How dare you? You know, and it's just the stuff that we're seeing enacted, the stuff that's that's coming. I mean, by Election Day here, we could see like a full blown war in the streets. Uh, that's the goal that they're trying to shoot for is they're, they're, they're setting things up for fraud in the election. And then uh, they're going to start saying there's fraud happening, blah, blah, blah. They want to split the military and the police force uh, as in like they want some to revolt. Uh, they want to cite basically a coup. Right. And you need part of the you need the military and the media and so on and so forth. So all that said, they're trying to to collapse the U.S. If the U.S. collapses, the the, the currency around the reserve currency is still the dollar, at least at this time. What happens to the rest of the world, economically speaking, if the U.S., if they're able to take the U.S. down and take it under control, you're going to see an economic collapse. Businesses are going to flee. People are going to try to flee if they can. It's, it's going to go. be... There's nowhere to go. Uh, yeah, I, I know there's nowhere to go. But in the minds of the average person that doesn't know what's coming, they want to they want to flee. I was talking to somebody here yesterday. They don't know anything of what's going on, any of this. And uh, I was telling him about some of the stuff. And they're like, man, you're, it, it, it's always depressing when you're around like because of the stuff you talk about. And I'm like, it is. But they were like, well, I mean, if they start doing this kind of stuff, then I'll just leave the country. And I'm like, there's nowhere to go. They want to do this in, around the entire world. They want to create a one world government, one world currency. You can't get away from it. Uh, so two years, I, I want to be hopeful and say this this next election cycle, we get people in, we clean out the corruption, we clean out the deep state. And America, at least, will be stabilized a little bit. You'll still have the rioters and stuff you'll have to deal with, but more or less, it'll be it'll be somewhat. You can clean that up in a day. If you if you if you go after if you go after the financing of it, you can clean that up in a day. I mean, that's all really all you need to do, because once they run out of money, they're not going to be out there in the streets. But you have to clean up. The the problem is, is you've got um, the FBI, the CIA, the the NSA. You have all those groups are all corrupted. Like there's there even some of the generals are corrupted. You look at the 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 way they're attacking Trump and the things they're attacking Trump with. They're pulling out lies, complete out and out lies about Trump. It can be factually proven with documentation and video, but yet the generals are still coming out trying to to crush Trump in, in some any way. So you know they're bought and paid for by the Soros group, or they're just on board. They may not even have bought into it necessarily. They're just on board with it. So I don't know. It, it looks here in the U.S. I don't have faith of of being able to pull out of it. You might be able to in other countries, but what happens when you lose the U.S. and the the reserve dollar? Well. Uh, I've just got this analogy in my head. If you catch someone cheating at cards, you don't let them take the pot, do you? And this is essentially what our governments have been doing. They've been all in for quite some time. And then every time there's a new buy-in into the poker game, they're buying in, which is why the US has got this huge debt. The UK 
also has quite high debt because they're just doing the same as you guys are doing, quantitative easing, printing more money as they, as they as they need to. And that money is now worthless. So so they are cheating us. We're in a game in which they are cheating us by making our money, our wealth, mean nothing. So you just don't let them take the pot once you've found them out. And I think we found them out. So the reason I said two years was, is your... Is your cycle of, of two years for, for election as of now, or is it three? It's, yeah, it's, it's four years. Four years for it's us, yeah. But yeah. It, it is two years in the sense, uh, like you have senator seats and whatnot that are like it's some of the Senate seats come up in two years. and But now some of the Senate seats are up for re-election and obviously the president and everything as well. Yeah. Well, I think Johnson got the top job just under two years ago. So- that's why we've got two more years to, you know, to, to go before we get a chance to to vote again. And it's going to be more of the same. Like I said, just a few moments ago, it's Honestly, going to be more I, of the same. I think they're done with elections, if I'm fair. As I'm sitting here, I, I, th- well, I don't I don't know how they're going to be able yeah. to continue what they're doing now and expect to stay somewhat relevant. I mean, people are pissed off as en- enough as it is now. And so I, yeah. I think that they're done. With with elections, the, I think Brexit. Well, I think the, the your general. I think your general election was the last straw, especially for the EU. Hmm. Yeah, it it showed the you know one world government the, the those with those kind of aspirations um, and all of the EU Commission being those kinds of people that we're not interested. We don't want it, but they still want it to happen, and they have. The, the the power they've they've got as Bruce said they've got the police they've got the army they've got you know the armed forces that so they can make us follow their will you know they can enforce that upon us because they've got they've got all the all the guns they've got all the weapons but if they were to take away that last bastion of uh, of democracy the the right to a, a regular election, uh, away from us, then that really would be the catalyst for for those, you know, that that complete breakdown that you're talking about. That point where the common man stands up and says no, but I'd like to see us stand up and say no right now to save all that, to save it come into some kind of horrible civil war, global civil war. Uh, I'd I'd rather like to see. Uh, people stand up and start saying no now. The other day, in fact, yesterday, Boris is um, making his um, normal COVID speech. And every chance I get on Facebook while he's doing it live, I'm banging out comments like, when are you going to tell the truth? When are you going to admit that it's all a big load of baloney? You know, I wasn't using those words. I was using... Say the word bollocks. It's okay. I love it when you English say bollocks. Well, yeah, yeah. You do realize it means testicles, don't you? Anyway, that's fine then. Yeah. And people, lots and lots of people are doing the same thing. I don't think they they even read the comments that are coming up on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, they don't read them. Or if they do, then probably the only reason they're doing so is so they can put people like me onto a list. Um so we'll, we'll Good. see what happens. Put me on the top in, of it. In, yeah. Put me on yeah. the top of it. Yeah. yeah. John Hancock me. I don't care. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. Speaking of that, speaking of standing up and saying no. Okay. I'll tell you what. Let's just uh, let's just go and get into it. Uh, you 
have a place over there that's very prominent, uh, and you had mentioned it before. It's uh, it's the town square, uh, and that's Trafalgar Square, and that's where people get together and they voice their um, their grievances, shall we say? And there was a rally that was held down there last week, and a very controversial character spoke down there. We've talked about him here before, uh, David Ike, and. I don't think Bruce has ever heard this guy speak. What What is your take on him? I mean, you, you've mentioned him here before. Now, I, I know that you said that sometimes, and we've talked about some, some of the stuff he says is absolutely, I mean, it's crazy. It's off the wall crazy. Uh, I've heard the guy talk over, yeah. over the course of many years. But, but in the case of what's happening currently, the man hasn't been wrong. I have to admit, the man hasn't been wrong. Right. Okay. That You've got characters um, like David Icke, Tommy Robinson, who's that woman um, on part Katie Hopkins. There, her, yes. I, I, I was having a senior moment. I couldn't remember her name. Um, right. They may be speaking um, a good part of the message, uh, and, and a lot of what they say may be true. But it's this is the frustrating thing. It's who they are, what else they've said, and what else they've done that precludes them from being any kind of champion for the common man's cause. David Icke went completely barking mad and was talking about aliens and lizard people at one point, which everything else he's saying might be true, but when you've had that much of a breakdown, you're starting to make stuff like that up. Is, is that How what happened to him? Seriously. Right. Yeah. Is that what yeah, happened to him? He, he, had a, he had a nervous breakdown. He had, he had a mental breakdown. Um, he was a successful sportsman and then a sports correspondent and presenter. And he just started to talk absolute bollocks. And um, a lot of what he's saying now about the New World Order, about the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, you know, the Chinese Communist Party, this bloody virus, all these sorts of things, the stuff he's saying about them now may well be really well researched, maybe the absolute truth, but because he's a damaged individual with his public image, it's not going to be taken seriously. Same with Tommy Robinson. If Tommy Robinson hadn't been uh, a thug and... Um, uh, you know, committing hate crimes under the, the banner of the EDL, uh, his later stuff that he's been talking about, which is all perfectly reasonable, would hold a lot more water. Katie Hopkins, she's she's the same. Uh, she's not a thug. She strikes she's, me she as is. she strikes me as an attention getter. Yeah, she is an attention seeking whore. There is no two ways about it. That's all she wants. All she wants is the fame. Yeah, and. Um, you know, I can see, I can read between the lines and I've seen her stuff that she's been putting out on Parlour and every opportunity I got, I challenged what she was saying when I thought it was wrong. And I've stopped following her now. I've stopped following her because it was a daily task just to put her back in her box. Not that she'd take pay any notice to me because she's getting the attention she wants. So, Yeah. That's that's why David Icke um, doesn't get the credence he perhaps deserves. Let's. Uh, I, we do have some excerpts here. We're not going to play the whole thing. Uh, we do have some excerpts here of uh, a speech he gave in Trafalgar Square just this last week. Um, and then what happened after he? The the deal with him was he was the second speaker at Trafalgar Square. I mean, there were thousands of people there. I saw the video. There were thousands of people there. And the media really didn't pay that much mind to it, with the exception of what happened afterwards. Ike was supposed to speak at the end. And due to some mishap or something that uh, that he was uh, 
he was having, he ended up saying, okay, well, you know, they, they were just going to put him on second. After he got done speaking, then the police went in there and shot it down. And uh, of course, what happened or what ensued after that, after, I mean, see, seeing the, the, the Metro police down there uh, clubbing people over the head, uh, that, that was just, that was tough to watch. That was absolutely appalling to, to see that. Yeah, um, I haven't actually seen the clips. I've seen stills of the people with blood on their faces and the lady falling over, seemingly having been pushed by a member of the Met. But yeah, are we going to listen to a bit of what David had to say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll go ahead and get into that now. So I remember when I was a young man and I saw this man on the Terry Wogan show. At the time, he was a, 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 a BBC pretender, a presenter, a footballer, and I did think, wow, this man's a little strange, you know, he's coming on a TV show and saying such things. Many years later, this man is still saying the same thing. A lot of people who reach celebrity status sell themselves out. This man has maintained a stance throughout. Let's give some respect to a man of truth, Mr. David Hyde. yet nor even nearly so but the momentum has begun and the spirit of this place must sweep across the world if we are to stop Orwell's boot stamping on the human face forever we face a big big challenge And it will require enormous courage, unquenchable determination and fortitude. But we will not crumble. We will not fail. The consequences for ourselves, our children and the human family are unthinkable we cannot fail i have to say uh that was a that was a fantastic opening that he gave there 
Uh, but I think he's right. Um, it's a, it's uh, pardon the feedback. <laughs> it's um, I think they were having a mic problem. I think he's correct. Is this is the beginning? Uh, it, it's the beginning of people starting to understand. <clears throat> now, is that to say that you're going to have a majority right off the bat? No, you never do. You never do. Never happens. It's it's never happened before in history. But I think he's right in the fact that it has begun. As in people are starting to wake up and, and see that this is a fraud and, and start to see through it. And more people will as time progresses. But he is he's also correct on the thing that, are, that he said at the end. We can't fail. We can't fail in this or it's a thousand years of darkness, my friend. We cannot fail at this. Yeah. The thing is, what he said there was was nothing really he actually didn't say anything he was preaching to the choir all of those people stood in front of them would have seen his longer videos on youtube while he was still on youtube and and they were all they were already willing to listen and believe him and to a certain degree i am but you could tell I in think his voice he's, i think it's going to happen still regardless not a well man yeah, yeah, I, but I think it's like going to happen regardless. Not a well man. Yeah, but yeah, preaching to the choir is all is, is one thing. But what did he tell them to do? Nothing. What did he say they should do? Nothing. Nothing. Exactly, because if he if he had have done, um, he'd have held himself open to all those um, what are the words incitement laws, inciting to violence, inciting to criminal activities. He would have been open to those things himself and promptly arrested. After that, after the, the, the rally and the speakers, whatever the crowd did to uh, precipitate the police attack on them, I, I don't know. Can you enlighten me as to, to what the crowd did to be? Basically, here, here's what happened. So he spoke uh, and then he had to go uh, hit him and his people and, and a bunch of people that were wanting, you know, photos and things, you know, autographs and all that stuff uh, that were in Trafalgar. Uh, he he needed uh, I, I believe he needed a restroom, to be fair. Uh, and the only place for him to go was the train station across the street. So they, you know, his, the whole entourage and everybody went out. And as they were on their way out, they could see the Met lining up on both sides. They could see them lining up. And um, his people were saying, look, we just need to keep our heads down and we need to move because they were starting to close in. Uh, and they they made it for a gap that the Met hadn't closed up yet. And they got through. And as soon as they were at the train station across the street, that's when they started thumping down on the, uh, uh, the people in Trafalgar. So they had just gotten out of there. What was happening in there uh, leading up to that wasn't anything that I saw, not from any of the videos that I that I witnessed uh, that was getting out of control. There was I mean, there was no pushing, no shoving, no uh, violence of any kind. It was just uh, as the crowd was energized. I mean, you know, after he got done speaking, it was um, yeah, they, they just went in and started thumping on people. So um, the ones who, who uh, I'm, I'm confused now because it's it's been prod the left prod the right. Who are these lot? Who are these ones that are standing there in Trafalgar Square? They're not the far right. They are not the far left because um, they'd be there under, they would, under they would a They would have burned Trafalgar Square. <laughs> they would have burned yeah, Trafalgar that, Square. That'd have, that'd have been there under a BLM or Antifa banner. Um, so these were just people who'd listened to David Icke's um, YouTube films um, and, and come to believe and appreciate that what he was saying was was right and so why these are not troublemakers so the only possible reason the police could have for 
coming into physical contact with them is these new anti-COVID restrictions about social distancing and so on and so forth. That's the only thing that that I can see as, as being any cause unjustified, but a cause. And I believe um, that's what the Met said. I, I believe that's what they put out on their Twitter was, uh, well, we're, we've seen all these people that are breaking the uh, the COVID rules. So we have to stop. We have to stop this now before it's yeah, out of control. But that, that's something I want to establish that as far as I'm aware, these are guidelines and regulations. They are uh, sorry, guidelines to be followed. Uh, and and are suggested they have not been written into law as of yet they have not become law um and in this country as i've said before we're policed by consent if we want to go and stand uh, and protest that is our right and um what the police did uh from what i can see uh is totally unacceptable but of course you've got your um you know the the met are under the 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 management and direction of the, the the mayor of London, so Sadiq Khan. Well, what what does Sadiq have to say about about Sadiq? That? I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't I haven't seen anything out of uh, Mayor Khan since the uh, the fake flu jab he got the other day that I sent you a picture of. I was saw that. Yes, yeah, with the the cap still on. Um, obviously, health and safety um, gone mad. They couldn't pose a picture because that's what they were doing. We're posing for a picture with the plastic safety cap taken off of the the flu jab. So yeah, it just shows it. It's it's smoke and mirrors, fakery, and um, yeah. But yeah, I'd love to know what Sadiq Khan thought about the Met wading into peaceful protesters, neither of the extreme right or of the extreme left, but normal everyday people who have simply had enough um, of this bollocks, um, you know, making a protest. So they were being kettled, as you described, which is a normal police practice to to move groups of protesters into side streets. Um, around Trafalgar Square, where they can be contained. And all that kettling does is creates more and more tension uh, and brings people to violence. So it's it's a bad tactic. It was a bad thing for the police to do. Um, yeah, I haven't got much else to say on it, mate. Sorry. I want to spotlight something there that you said, um, because I, I think it's really, really important to note. The the bit you the, you said there that um, the only the only thing you can really see that they were acting on was the COVID um, regulations that they're they're trying to push, or not really regulations, but recommendations. That's how they're they're violating our rights here in the U.S. as well. Is oh, it's COVID, so you know it's an extreme circumstance, so you don't get any of your constitutional rights uh, because COVID. And that seems to be across across the globe from what we're seeing. That's what they're trying to use to violate already established law with a di- dictatorial, um, uh, well, here, governor, mayor, or, you know, something, an edict they passed down that has no no actual power, but the the populace more or less complies. And if you don't comply, as we've seen, they beat you into a submission. Well, you, you've got... This um, is a generalization, but a lot of people want to be heroes. A lot of them want to be the big I am. A lot of them are looking for an opportunity to tell someone what to do, basically because they've spent their lives being told what to do themselves. And then when they see someone who's not wearing a mask, 
they take great pleasure in saying, why haven't you got a mask on? You should be doing this. I'm going to call the police. No, you need to back away. And these these petty arguments come out of it because so many people want to be seen to be doing the right thing. That was the same with the clapping the NHS out of your front door and banging plates and cutlery together on a Thursday night. If you if you didn't do it, why weren't you out there? Why weren't you out clapping the NHS? Because I was watching the telly and they can't hear me anyway. Doesn't mean I don't appreciate the NHS, as you know I do. Um, but you, you get these these busybodies who want to be the big I am, uh, and they are desperate for an opportunity to do so. So it is going to happen more and more. You're quite right. It is going to be accelerated um, with people. Yeah, you know, actually, if you've got pre-existing conditions like asthma, you don't have to wear a mask. But when you walk into a supermarket without a mask on um, and you appear not to be following the guidelines, you watch how quickly someone will come up to you and, and start telling you to get a mask on. And when you try and tell them that you're asthmatic and if I wear a mask, I'll probably have an asthma attack and could die, they'll tell you to get out of the shop. Uh, and then we're, how are you going to eat? You know, it's bloody ridiculous. None of it makes sense. We know the masks don't make sense. Um, Your government it's itself admitted that they don't work. Make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Back in April. But of course, their briefings from the Chinese Communist Party, the Rockefellers, the Soros, the Bill and, Gate, Bill and Melinda Gates, um, what are they called, those things that they have? Foundation. That's it. That's the word. Um, I'll tell you, I'm, I, I really must go and get a checkup. Um, I'm forgetting whole words. I think you yeah. just need some range time, sir. I think that'll set you I straight. Do. I, do, I do need some range time. I Unfortunately... Um, they're all closed. Um, you'd mentioned a few things there, and uh, everything you're describing is uh, pretty much right in line with something called mass hysteria. And that's what people take part in that when they do all this stuff, rather it's, you know, yelling at somebody that doesn't have a mask on or if it's uh, simply, um, you know, just getting involved in something. Now, you, you mentioned there about how everybody wants to be the, um, uh, you know, have some attention or wants to do something. It's it's inherently because people by default, they want to be part of something that's bigger than themselves, but they don't know how to do it. And as a result, they, they don't know. How, they've lost what it means to be individuals. OK, they, they've they've removed all that. Everything in this system, everything that we've grown up with, everything that's happened over the last couple of decades with all this technology, everything has been revolving around removing who you are as an individual. And now they're topping that off with the mask thing that removes your sense of individuality as well out in public. So they're in the process now of stripping everybody of the last remnants of that. And so. People don't know how to be self-fulfilled. They don't know how to be that empowered individual to govern themselves. That, that's been removed from them. So, Bruce, you were talking about earlier about how people don't have any idea what's going on because they don't know how to look into it. They don't know how to educate themselves. That's all been taken away. And it's what's important to understand about this is that these people are at the end of the day, they're victims, really. So we kind of in a sense, we can't be mad at them, but uh, we also can't uh, we also can't rely on them either to a great extent. Uh, I'm sorry to say, but uh, people need to learn how to get out of that trance. But some people just aren't going to they're not going to get it. They're, they're just not going to wake up. Now, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with um, with what I had to say there about the moment that humanity awakens. OK, fine. But 
like I said, I think that's going to happen by default. You know, people, as things start to get, as we see more of this successive proclamation process play itself out in our respective countries, by default, people are going to start to wake up. Let me throw some scenarios out there. Okay. Your electricity doesn't work. Your water doesn't turn on when you go to the faucet. Your internet's turned off. You don't have uh, your Netflix. You can't go to the store. Then what? Are people going to wake up then? I don't know. I don't know. Apparently taking their sports away, that's not going to do it. But um, I, I honestly, I agree, Bruce. I agree with what you're doing there. But um, I, uh, I honestly, I don't know. Apart from taking people out of these uh, comfortable scenarios that they're in, apart from that, I, I don't know what else uh, will wake them up or if they ever will. I, I don't know. Because if, well, if people have these things taken away, if, if people just incrementally have these things taken away. So, for example, if you just start taking away like, Let's say, for example, you don't have any food in the fridge and the store's empty. It's not been restocked. Well, that's going to make people change real quick, isn't it? Same thing if if they don't have running water. Same thing if they don't have electricity. Things will change real fast if that happens. But as long as these things are there to an extent, uh, which they're talking about supply chain breakdowns now, but it just to an extent, as long as these things are there, people aren't going to get it. They're not going to get it. Like I said, I still got people telling me, oh, yeah, I'm watching the baseball playoffs. How on earth can you be watching the baseball playoffs right now? How? I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm a baseball fan for crying out loud. I played baseball for 14 years. I don't give a damn. I, I don't care who makes the baseball playoffs. I don't care who makes football playoffs. I think you're wasting time at this point if you're watching that stuff. Just my opinion. Anyone's. I'm not bashing people that do that. I'm, I'm not bashing people to do that. I'm just saying that for me because I'm concerned about what's happening because I can see it. I can see it. We dig in this stuff every day and we sit here and we break it down into layman's terms. We, we package it up. Uh, with, with all of us together, and we put it out trying to trying to warn people and trying to get the word out to people about what is actually happening. Turn the TV off. Turn the damn TV off. I haven't watched TV in years. It's an idiot box. I remember my parents used to call it an idiot box when I was growing up. And you know something? They were right. It is an idiot box. We we talked the other day uh, about the, the requirement for spending more and more time in education. Everyone has to have a, have a degree. Then it's two degrees. To, to have a get a worthwhile job um and it co- occurred to me some time ago the government uh here in the UK <clears throat> legislated so that a person without a certain qualification couldn't do any work on their household electrics or the gas so even if it's a case of just connecting a hose pipe from the gas connector to the back of a new gas oven, you cannot do that. It has to be done by someone with the necess- necessary corgi qualification, which is the you know the, the body that looks after uh, gas and plumbing engineers. But also electrically, you can't um, fit a new socket. You couldn't put a new um, fuse panel in with or, or a twi- you know a trip switch. You can't do that unless you've got, I think it's now 19th edition wiring regulations qualification. I've put together um, massive control panels. I've worked on um, really high voltage systems. So um, you're an engineer, aren't you? I am an engineer, but I'm not allowed to do any electrical work inside my own house. That's crazy. Because they've, legis- they've legislated against it. And what they're doing is they're legislating for the idiot because an idiot's going to go and um, start working on a live circuit and kill themselves, cause a fire, and maybe kill others. 
So they always legislate for the lowest common denominator, the thick as mince moron that will wind up electrocuting themselves. And this is what's happening with the COVID um, regulations. They are not allowing people to use their common sense. Um, they are insisting on ridiculous measures that, that don't actually work. Um, and we're all just mildly going along with it. And I hope David Icke is right. You know, by the way, he's met me. Um, I wouldn't say it the other way around because his level of celebrity really isn't that high. Um, but I bumped into him in a, in, in a high street in, in Bath, and uh, which is in the southwest of England. And um, he struck me as a, a very strange man on that particular day as well. But, you know, I hope he is right. I hope people are starting to wake up. Uh, and and um, what's the next step? Once they've realised what the problem is, what's the first step in to, to the solution? I have absolutely no peaceful idea. I, I think that, I, and I'm inclined to agree with you, but honestly, I, I think that if, like right now, at this current time, right now, uh, we still have time. Like, there's still time, but we're losing it very fast. Uh, there, there is time to fix this, and there is time, there is time to fix this peacefully. Uh, and, and I'm confident at this moment that we can do that uh, if... If we get enough people awake, uh, but it also tends to, you know, excuse me, it also uh, remains to be seen how fast because uh, governments, like I said, governments are losing control and they're losing control fast. And as governments lose control as quickly as they're losing it, that that means they're going to get more and more crazy. This is what I've said when we back to when we did the New World Order podcast, the system's dying. They're, like the old system is dying. They're, they're exposed and they don't have anything else to lose at this point. So as you said earlier, chips are all on the table. They're all in. Yeah. It's two outs, bottom yeah, of the night, they're swinging it. for the fences. They're, they're all in. They don't yeah. care. They don't care. That's why I said they're done with elections. They don't care what we have to say anymore. Brexit, is, as I said, the general election, that was the last straw. Donald Trump was bad enough. That was a big enough humiliation. Uh, and they're going to get it again. Okay. Uh, what, I'd like, <laughs> what I'd like our listeners to do is to go on to, um, after they've listened to this podcast, is to go on to Boris, uh, Boris Johnson's Twitter feed um, and just all type the same message, which is, we know it's bollocks, wind it up. Yeah, we know it's bollocks, wind it up. Uh, and if we get a couple of thousand people sending that same message on the same day, perhaps you'll realise that we have woken up and, and they might, they might reconsider what they're trying to do. They're not going to. <laughs> no, I, of course I they're not to. going they're to. Not going to. <laughs> of course they're not going to. All I'm right. going to do um, it. I'm going to do it are, tomorrow. Uh, and I, I do apologize, but we are out of time. I'm, I'm sure you have to get going. But uh, it's been a pleasure having you here as always. Uh, and yeah, come back this weekend if you actually know. <laughs> I didn't tell you. We are not doing weekends any longer. Uh, so as um, of... Yeah, and I'll explain to you why offline. Uh, but uh, we're, we're not doing weekends any longer. So we, uh, unless it's an emergency, if it's an emergency, then uh, then we'll do it because things are moving fast. Like I said, and things are going to get faster. We uh, we are going to have to jump out of here. But thanks for sitting down today, Marty. Appreciate that. So for those of you who have not, you'd like to please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. I know I haven't been over there in a few weeks, and I do apologize, but I've been very busy around here working on some things behind the scenes. Uh, and so I'm hoping to get back over there sometime in the very near future. So uh, you could follow me over there at Jay Anderson three or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us and you don't want to do it on social media, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends and family and known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible and fill up Boris Johnson's Twitter feed along with it. 
So if you could recommend us to friends and family as uh, as far as uh, listenership, we would appreciate that. We're on just about every platform out there as long as we're allowed to speak. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all these platforms in the United States. And uh, yeah, as, as long as we're available uh, on those platforms, uh, we would appreciate it if you would pass this along. Thank you very much. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts or any other respective platform you listen to us on that has a rating system and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce and Marty, thank you guys for your time tonight. Good night, gentlemen.